Welcome to the Inside Talent Podcast. This is a podcast for curious talent professionals where we'll interview global leaders from early talent, recruitment, human resources, diversity and inclusion. My name's Adriana and I'll be bringing you guests from a host of backgrounds, people from Fortune 500 companies, top tier law firms, professional services, rapidly growing startups, universities, education providers and disruptive technologists. We'll be talking through the ins and outs of talent management, what's worked, what's not worked, the successes, failures and challenges along the way. Whether it's scaling a summer internship program nationwide or the challenges of managing a large distributed team or the journey that these global leaders took in their careers. And trust us, some of these will surprise you. We're sharing it all. Today, we'll be speaking with Jennifer Prevesnik. Jennifer leads early talent recruitment at global technology company SAP. Stay tuned to hear about her experiences in recruitment, the impact of technology on early talent recruitment and campus recruiting, and how she manages a globally distributed team. Jen, welcome to the Inside Talent Podcast. We're very excited to have you here today. Thank you for coming to join us. Thanks for having me. To start things off, I'd love if you could give us a quick overview as to your role at SAP in 60 seconds. Sure. I have a full circle story. I started at SAP as an intern, and now I have the pleasure to lead all intern hiring as well as all early talent hiring globally at SAP. So it's been a fun career journey. I started off in investment banking, and I hated it. And so I decided to take some of that knowledge and focus on M&A and competitive intelligence. So I did that for SAP internally. And then based upon my strategy background, they asked me if I could join HR, which I still kind of shudder when I say I work in HR, but um, I moved from the corporate strategy side of things to focus on people strategy and mostly how can we as a German 40-year-old ERP company attract, hire, retain, and grow amazing students and graduates. So my team gets to do that every year. We hire about 7,000 individuals across all areas, tech, non-tech, PhDs, entry levels. It's a lot of fun and it's a a great pleasure that I have overseeing um, the future of SAP in my role. Wow. I love that. I love that you have a, you didn't start in human resources. I take it you didn't study HR or management at university either. No. And I'm a little insecure sometimes when I'm with a lot of HR people talking about HR things. Um, (laughs) I have a finance background actually. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you think that that served you in your career, having that finance investment banking background and then transferring those skills over to human resources? So just before we got on the call, I was looking at one of our recruiters wants to go to an event in Dubai and then he wants to figure out what would be better in terms of his travel or should we go to Lebanon? It's from my cost center. So I manage a very large budget because I do all of our intern and early talent hiring activities as well. So where our recruiters go, where we sponsor, where we brand. And so um, I have to kind of keep (laughs) my pulse on the money. And um, I really, I think, able to really look at also the investments my team's making as well as the ROI. And I think every leader in HR cares about what is the return on investment and are we making the right decisions? Yeah. Absolutely. Especially as as we all know, HR is not a revenue generating business um, unit. So it's really important that you have that understanding and you can sell that to the business of what you're doing and why you're doing it in terms of your budget. Absolutely. Good point. Yeah. 
So when you were offered that opportunity to move over from corporate strategy within SAP to human resources, what prompted you to make that change and why did you want to do that? I think because it was a blank slate, we had um, had some relationships with certain universities, mostly those within close proximity to our big offices, where we, you know, we would have a partnership um, as more of a career fair model and have some students each cycle. But I think they kind of told me that I could shape what we're doing, how we're doing it, the team, the vision. So that was really awesome to me. Um, we're still constantly changing things up reinventing ourselves, making sure that we're doing the right things at the right time. But I think that's what really drew me to it. Um, I really liked the idea of building the next generation of leaders within our company. And then ultimately some people leave and then, you know, they go on to start their own company or work within our ecosystem. And it's really cool to kind of get them from the ground floor and be able to be a small part of their careers. Cause SAP was part of my career journey when I started. So it's kind of nice to pay that back. I love that. I really love that. I think that's a really important point that sometimes we lose sight of in early talent recruitment, that you really are building the next generation of leaders, regardless of whether people stay at your company or whether they move on to different opportunities. You have the opportunity to build that solid foundation um, for people's careers. Absolutely. And, you know, I think sometimes we get spoiled because we hire, you know, great, great, amazing students from amazing universities. But we also have the opportunity to be with people who are the first generation in their family to ever go to school, or they're going back to school after being in the military and they're supporting their families and they need a role and get real world experience. But this is also income. This is not just, you know, a line item on their resume. So I think that if we can be in part of their journey in any way, it's a real honor for us. Yeah, that's amazing. And on that point, I know that this is something that you're clearly committed to. What do you... um, what do you see in terms of some of the successes you've had, particularly around that point of sort of diversity and inclusion and providing opportunities for students and for people who might not typically um, have opportunities within SAP or within large technology companies? What, what are your thoughts around that? So I think it's, first of all, a mindset shift. Um, I think that a lot of our managers, they, you know, we hire a lot of people each year, but some managers, you know, they get one precious resource they get to hire each year. And they already maybe have um, a person in mind. And sometimes that person looks like them or went to their alma mater or is a friend of a friend of a friend. And we have to try to t- educate them and make them on a way take a risk and show them an untraditional candidate. And so that is absolutely critical is we can do as much as we can. We can build an amazing pipeline of amazing uh, intersectional candidates, but if the managers are not willing to yeah. sign that uh, letter of intent, then we are not able to make that higher. So that's has been the biggest focus for us is to actually have them come in as interns, do job shadowing, do mentoring. So the managers start, you know, becoming really familiar with these untraditional cha- uh, channels. So they then start becoming a traditional hire for us. Um, so it's less risky in the long run. But ultimately, for us, it's not about going to a diversity career fair, setting up a table and handing out swag. It's really about having long-term partnerships with certain organizations where year after year, we're constantly bringing the same, maybe the same people back. They've been here for three years. Each summer, they come back. So that has how we've been able to make traction. Great. Talk me through some of those partnerships that you have um, with different organizations that can help build those um, career opportunities for diverse candidates. 
Sure. So I think our diverse candidates and our early talents are becoming earlier and earlier. So if I think even yeah. kind of at the primary school level, we have a program where um, SAP um, software is in a lot of the different schools. Um, so the students learn it wow. as they're coding. And so it's great that we're giving them the software, but the better thing is if we can give them experience. So we started a yeah. program called SAP Tech Summer, where we bring in underrepresented minorities into our offices for a 10-week internship. And they are get paid, they get laptops, they are an intern, they get real world experience. There are, they are minors and some of them, yeah. you know, need their parents dropping them off in the morning uh, or uh, some kind of uh, parental figure. But ultimately yeah. they come in and not only were we with them in mentoring and mentoring in the software in the classroom, but then they're with us in the summer and they're building experience. So then once they go to college and that's the hopeful track is for them to get a STEM major at a, a college or at a program, then they can come back and back and back and we kind of build that yeah. partnership with us. So then ultimately we can hire them full time or if we don't secure them full time, we have a great way to kind of influence where they go and we can help them kind of launch a career anywhere. That's, that's really incredible. And I'm really, I'm a strong believer. I'm a strong believer in fostering that use of technology and learning about technology at a really early age, because that's when you influence people and young people's mindsets in terms of what can I do when I grow up? What can I do when I become older? Absolutely. And I think a lot of our students still focus on what are they majoring in? And when um, our team does go to larger events or conferences, students will come and say like, hey, you know, I'm this major or do you hire these, you know, biology majors? And we don't really care what you're studying or where you study. It's yeah. about how you think, how you can learn and unlearn and relearn. That's what we care about more than, you know, what major you are. Because I do think a lot of students try to find that linear path. And right now, the students that are really thriving in our company are the ones that kind of zigzag around. Yes. Yes, I completely completely agree with that. Do you have any success stories off the top of your head or um, anecdotes from those programs that um, have really resonated with you or resonated with the wider company? There's a lot. And I also am always sensitive um, that we don't have some of these individuals as like poster children um, sure. for our company because we don't want to exploit them. Um, I think one really cool thing we're doing in Brazil right now is um, there's a disability um, quota, frankly, for companies where you have to hire a certain amount of um, disabled employees or okay. get a fine. And so, wow, yes, yeah. like it's a compliance thing, um, but yeah. it's also the right thing to do. So we yes. really take this seriously. So we've done these speed networking events where instead of the traditional interview where someone has to apply and their phone screens and maybe do a technical assessment for those who maybe are blind or have some kind of a kind of impairment, that's not the best way to do it. So actually bringing them in face to face and bringing them in a cohort setting. So we had about 30 yeah. people in one office. It was after hours, very safe space. Um, they could bring a buddy, a friend, a mother, like whoever they wanted to bring. Yeah. So they felt comfortable. And we had instead of, you know, resumes and, you know, hot fire questions at them, it was just conversations. And yeah. from that, then they kind of opened up a little bit more. And then we talked about work and then from there, it was like, okay, this sounds great. And a lot of them had previous experience, but never mm -hmm. felt comfortable in an office. So we were able then yeah. to hire these untraditional talents, bring them in and give them kind of formalized training and then ultimately hire them. And we just have had already two conversions from intern to full-time early talent, uh, which is fantastic. That is really, that is really fantastic. Congratulations. And I think that point really resonates on that candidates that, 
often, particularly from diverse backgrounds, often don't have that confidence or don't feel comfortable to be applying for roles and opportunities in the sort of traditional way that you would think to go about applying, you know, online or at a careers fair on campus recruiting. So I really resonate and I really admire SAP and, you know, other technology companies as well that are doing this, sort of finding these unique ways to make diverse candidates more comfortable and more confident to actually go and um, take uh, these opportunities that are available for them. Yeah, absolutely. And I would challenge any of your listeners that there is no right way to do it, but there's so many different ways to try. And we always are trying to gauge and see like, was this right? How could we have done better? What would you guys like? And we ask them, we don't think we have all the answers. And so we're constantly trying to um, improve upon who and how and um, why. Yes, I think that's super important. What do you think some of the challenges are facing students, particularly students from a diverse background um, in terms of their career path and their future opportunities? Um, I think the lack of role models is challenging. I think sometimes um, they don't necessarily know, you know, what they are entitled to. Um, We have a lot of interns who go to those elite colleges who are the fourth, fifth generation in their family who automatically will, you know, ask for certain things and demand certain money and take advantage of every opportunity. And you know that what they're doing is because this is kind of how they've been groomed. I think for those who are maybe more disenfranchised, they, this is the first time. And so they're sometimes overwhelmed and they maybe feel like they don't want to ask for help because they already feel like they, um, don't belong. So if they kind of raise their hand, they stick out even more. And I think that's a big challenge I see is we want them to ask questions. We want them to, you know, advocate for themselves and kind of like stir up a little trouble. Like we like that. We want candidates who are hungry and eager and who aren't just like, Oh, thank you so much for the job. Like, I'm so glad to be here. Can't wait to start. I kind of like when people challenge us and ask us questions and, you know, say like, Hey, I want to do this or you want, you hired me for this, but I really have an interest in that. Don't take the first job. Don't take the first offer. You know, we like people who fight for themselves. Um, And so that's what I think we need more of um, within our candidate population. Mm, I really like that. I think it really, it's a real testament to the mindset you were talking about earlier is, you know, it's not necessarily related to what major someone has. It's related to people's approach and people's mindset to their career. And then that will then extend to the job and how they're going to go about doing the day-to-day work that they have to do. Yeah, we have a little slogan within my team where we say we hire for passion, not for pedigree. We hire for the student, not for the school. And uh, sometimes it's hard to give into the business um, to, mm-hmm. again, change their mind. But ultimately, when we're looking at who's succeeding in our company, who's you know becoming those C-level executives, what background do they have? They have that untraditional path with a lot of grit built in. Yes, there's a lot to say for grit uh, in the success of a person's career. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree to that. What have been, um, what has been your biggest success so far in your career in early talent? Um, some foundational things, I think, were a huge struggle when we first uh, looked at this type of population. You know, who is an early talent? How are they measured? How are they calculated? What is their experience like? Interns, who is an intern? How long can they stay? Yeah. How much are they paid? Like, just the basic foundation took us a long time and we you know we wanted to benchmark but we also wanted to ensure that we were staying true and authentic to our company 
as well as to that full-time person's experience. So when our early talents or our students, you know, eventually um, move into the business, they have a similar experience and they're not, you know, being shifted this way or that. So that was, I think, a really big lift. We've gotten past that. Now yeah. we're focusing on once we're here, what is their experience like? Yeah. Um, we know that this generation, and I'm talking mostly about Gen Z, you know, they, they're very loyal. They um, ultimately, they're, they're, they have that passion. They've had, you know, parents that were impacted by the recession. They see some instability in the world. So they're pretty loyal, but they also get bored quickly and they have side hustles and they're going to yeah. keep looking and the market's super competitive. So how do we keep them aboard? How do we keep them um, engaged? And uh, that has been our focus now as a company. Yeah, I think that's really, really, really true. Um, I've definitely seen it as well. I can see it with, you know, myself and people I see coming up underneath, you know, um, in their college careers. It's that idea that you're all, that that Gen Z group is always looking for something better almost and something to, you know, light their fire and isn't just going to be satisfied ticking boxes they really want to see the impact of their work on the world. Yeah. I One of my best friends lives in uh, Silicon Valley and her and her partner just launched this t-shirt company. And when I got the invite, I think it was like over Instagram, you know, you see like a new thing and I thought it was spam. And then I saw it was her and her company. And mm-hmm. I was like, why are you doing this? Are you being laid off? And she's like, and she's a great, great job. And she's like, no, I just wanted to try something new. And I think that we need to give this space for our hires within our company to try something new. Yeah within our own constructs and our, our, give them resources and let them play within our company. Um, yes, they might go out, outside, they might do their own thing, but I think it's also cool if we can kind of empower them and give them resources and give them mentors while they're here besides their day-to-day yeah. job. Yes, absolutely. Do you have any formal programs or initiatives in place to, to do that? Like resources for people wanting to, you know, do some sort of different project within SAP or something like that? Yes, that is encouraged for sure. So one thing that my team launched uh, this year was um, our internship committee. And so the internship committee is, you know, each site has kind of a cohort of interns and they kind of self-choose like, you know, who volunteers, who wants to kind of maybe take a leadership position. It's not always the class president or the university lead. It might be someone who has never had a leadership position who wants to try it out. And so what we'll do is we'll give them funding and we'll kind of say like, hey, what do you want your experience to be? And they plan events, they try things, they bring in guest speakers. Um, It takes the burden off of my team, to be honest, but also it's more relevant Um, and they are hands-on, they get that leadership experience and they also are empowered with money um, that they get to, you know, spend on these events. So that has worked really well. We also have um, a development shop in our big locations like Vancouver Israel, Palo Alto, Bangalore, um, where it's like play. There's just a lot of gadgets and gizmos and it's an open house and people can go in any time and they can just try out new technology, put on headsets, try demos. And you don't have to necessarily be that software engineer um, to do that. You could be a marketing um, background and go in and just try something out. And I think it makes the technology seem more real. Yeah. I love that. That's very cool. I think that there's a lot to be said for giving interns responsibility beyond what we typically expect interns to do and the nature of an internship realistically with initiatives and programs like this, you know, interns being able to manage budgets, interns being able to have control over, you know, project management, all that kind of really exciting, amazing 
amazing programs and initiatives is changing what it means to be an intern and the role within the of an intern within an organization, especially a large organization like SAP. Yeah, I think sometimes, you know, when we're hiring such high volumes, you might feel a little bit lost, especially if you yes. kind of have come from a smaller company or a smaller school. And one thing we try to do is have end of year projects. Mm-hmm. Where it's kind of like a science fair where it's during like a lunch hour or during like a beer bash where all the employees yeah. in that location are kind of already outside mingling and all of our interns kind of set up a table or a demo or a poster board and our employees just wander around and not only do they see you know the huge impact that interns have made throughout their duration but they also then get to ask questions they get to connect and maybe that intern wasn't on a team who's hiring, but a manager who just happened to walk by during that period is like, oh, perfect. Like, I, I want to know more. Let's have another conversation or I'll yeah. connect you to another team. And so that has been a really cool way to help um, create paths for our interns because I think a lot of them think, okay, this is my team. This is the team I need to work on. This is the team that's going to hire me. Yeah. And most times it's usually those teams on the periphery that will probably scoop you up. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. And I think there's a lot to be said, particularly when you are at an intern stage and it's less about developing the hard skills and more about developing the transferable skills, but being able to showcase your what you have learned to a variety of different teams so that you can sort of get your foot in the door and try out something that you might not have previously thought was for you. Absolutely. I know you defined what a desk-ready candidate looks like for SAP about being about passion and grit rather than the school that you went to. What other traits do you and do the business typically look for in early talent candidates? And what are some other, um, what are some ways that you think students can go about fostering these? Uh, I think we hire for so many different profiles and teams, but Um, If I have to think broadly, so we talked about the grit previously, that's huge. I think, you know, just constantly trying to learn and be curious and, you know, reading articles, sharing with a team, a white paper, a podcast they read over the, you know, weekend. And so not only consuming that information, but also sharing it and uh, letting others know that you're curious, attending those, you know, coffee corners that they have or after our sessions um, showing up, I think is a big part of it. Sometimes you might not know what you're talking about or what the subject is, but just be there. I think it's good, especially in such a virtual world that when there are in-person events or meetings that you show your face, I think that goes a really long way Um, and is a big thing. I think that's hard for this new generation to kind of get over. Uh, They want to Skype or Zoom into everything. And I think sometimes showing up might be uncomfortable, but it it goes a long way. People notice Um, it. Yeah. Yeah. People do notice it. Um, I think another thing is really um, taking on more um, sometimes or, you know, saying, hey, can I do this or I'm interested in this? How can I learn more? A lot of our managers um, sometimes are a little bit cautious to not overwhelm our new hires. But when we have those students or graduates who then, you know, say, like, I would love to learn this or I heard about this project. How can I get involved? That shows initiative. And um, those are the students and graduates who really thrive here. Yeah, absolutely. And you see that generally in a reorganization that the people that put their hand up at an early talent level, even if you don't know the answers, but you are willing to take a guess at it, that's really appreciated within an organization and people do take notice of that. 
Yeah. And one of my favorite things is I, I get to work in a big office here um, outside of the Philadelphia area where we have about 250 interns at any given time. Yeah. And the interns wow. that I notice and who I really appreciate are the ones who are thanking the cafeteria staff. They're the ones that I see yeah. sometimes staying late and picking up trash after an intern event and not assuming that the um, cleaning service is going to do it. They're the ones who send the thank you note to the guest speaker and say, hey, I learned a lot. Thank you for your time. Yes. That going above and beyond makes an impact. And I notice it and so does other managers. A hundred percent. And I think we can like, you can also flip that from a, um, a student perspective who are, when they're sort of looking at companies and when they're looking at organizations, I remember my time at university, I really noticed that the companies that I wanted to go and work for and the companies that were the ones that were interested, interesting to me were the ones that went in above and beyond to show you the breadth and the depth of the organization and to provide you with opportunities that weren't necessarily about hiring you, but were about perhaps educating you or giving you more skills for your CV or giving you opportunities to network or meet other like-minded individuals. Um, yeah. So I think, I think that, that, that resonates across, across the board. Agree. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is a good uh, shift for our companies too, because sometimes we think that, oh, well, they would die to work for us. And I think we have to court them. We have to be authentic yeah. with our engagement. We have to connect person to person. Yeah. Yes. Do you think that um, in terms of your team, so I know you obviously manage a large team of on-campus recruitment. Do you see that ever changing? Like, do you see that moving towards a more virtual model or you'll have sort of less team members that are focused on uh, maybe on campus, they won't be focused as much on on campus recruitment, and maybe more on diversity programs or high school programs. How do you see that changing in the future, in the next five to ten years? Yeah, so we don't actually have a lot of just campus recruiters. There are some companies, especially if I think about in accounting, where they're matched with yes. certain universities, and those are their target universities. They hire from they hire forty students from that university every year. Yeah. We're not yeah. like that. We uh, my team is break, broken down uh, by region. And yeah. um, the one person I have for North America does not go to every single thing in North America. No. What she does is she pulls in ambassadors. So we bring our early okay. talents back with us to campus. We bring higher managers back. They don't want to talk to recruiters. Um, people want to talk no. to people who are in their roles or had similar roles. So we, that's what we try to do. Um, and it really helps us scale. And yeah. then a lot of um, the intern positions that we have are done uh, by a shared service location. We have a huge um, hub in Manila. And then we have a oh, huge okay. one in Prague. So yeah. a lot of our intern hiring is done virtually. It's all virtual. And a lot of times the cool. uh, candidate wouldn't know that unless they, you know, yeah. specifically ask. Um, yeah. But we want to meet them face-to-face -face as much as possible. But we know also we can't go everywhere. Um, so no we have a lot of virtual events. We do a lot of different things to try to get the word out there. Um, yeah. But ultimately, yeah, our recruiters are becoming, you know, really stretched. They have to think about all different types of profiles. We don't have one diversity recruiter. Everyone should be a diversity recruiter. But um, like our, <laughs> yeah, our intern hiring is, um, is done by kind of a shared service team. But our, yeah. our, my team helps, you know, figure out, you know, how do we pipeline and source for them? Yes, yes, absolutely. I really, yeah, I really like that comment about how everyone should be a, a diversity recruiter. Do you think that, um, do you think that's something that is really reflected in the world of early talent today, that all recruiters are diversity recruiters, or do you think you're st there's still kind of a little bit of buy-in to happen for that, for that to be the case across the industry? 
Yeah, I think it's taking time. I think people um, and some companies believe if you put diversity in front of someone's title, then they fix the problem. Well, we have a diversity recruiter. We fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's yeah. necessarily the best way. So I really advocate that our entire team is diversity recruiters and everyone has a job and responsibility, but also sort of the managers. Um, the managers yes. have, to, have to play an active role. Yes, completely agree with that 100%. How do you see the role of technology? I know you sort of briefly touched on this with your the actual role of the recruitment um, of intern recruiting being done using technology. But how do you see the role of technology really impacting early talent even before people apply? And you know, students. I know you talked about your programs with students in high school and earlier. Um, where do you sort of see that going within your industry? So first of all, like they know more about our company than some people in our company. Um, Yeah, they're very um, savvy shoppers. They are going to look at a lot of different platforms. They're going to get a lot of different opinions and have a lot of different thoughts before they even come um, to our Mm -hmm. company. So we can't, you know, second guess that. Um, So I think technology is playing a huge part. Um, Everything we're doing can be documented and shared, which is great, but also it holds us accountable. Um, So we want to make sure the experience that we're projecting and showcasing online also matches what they get when they come in the Mm -hmm. door. Um, I think how we're assessing talent, how we're trying to connect with them, um, circumventing the career centers. A lot of times now um, the career centers are being outsourced. They're using technology. How Mm -hmm. do we make the most of that technology and track hires and sources? There's a lot that is changing. Um, And I think even traditional universities are changing. So we have to think, you know, past that four-year degree and we're looking at associate's degrees. We're looking at people who maybe were in one uh, vocational field and now wants to get reskilled and work in a technology field. So we have to really expand our definition. Do you think that that's something that lies with sort of early talent or do you think that's something that lies at at the business with the business at a whole to really kind of understand how technology is impacting recruitment more generally? Um, I think it's, I think it's the intern early talent sector, I think is kind of fast adopters. I think because especially yes. we're external facing almost all the time, you know, yeah, we're doing internal true. hiring for the most part, like we, we have to kind yeah. of be on the cutting edge. And also yeah. I think, um, in our organization, we see it as a great pilot. So let's pilot things. And if it works, then let's bring it to professional and executive hiring. Mm, I like that. I like that idea. I think that's really smart. And I think that that point about you're always externally facing is really important. It obviously makes it really exciting for you because you're always looking at new talent and new ideas and, you know, what people, you really have your finger on the pulse, but then at the same time also can make it more challenging because you know that you have to be providing a really seamless experience and a great experience and a very authentic experience for those candidates that are coming through and looking at um, your organization. Yeah, agree. What, um, if you had an ideal scenario of like how technology could be used or, you know, completely like blue sky thinking, what would, how would technology be integrated into your early talent um, strategy within your organization? Hmm. That's a great one. I think a lot of people, I think with these subscription models, you know, people, you're getting a box delivered to your house or you can get a mattress yeah. and you can try it out for a hundred days and then ship it. Oh, wow. And I think cool. that a lot of, <laughs> I'm getting used to that as a consumer. Yeah. And so I think that that's now applying to the workplace where people want to try yeah. it out. 
want. I think that's where Inside Sherpa comes in, but I think it's also like, how can we, you know, bring in mini internships where they come in, they see the culture, we give them like a two week boot camp. Yeah. Um, but there's challenges in terms of who handles that, you know, are we paying mm-hmm. them? There's a lot of logistics there, but I think, yeah. you know, how can we, we do the open days where they come in for one day, but that's yeah. more of a PowerPoint and guest speaker and cupcakes mm-hmm. thing. Um, yeah. So I think that I would love that. And I would also love it where other companies do it. So then it's just that's yes. your internship is going maybe to five companies throughout the summer and kind of hopping around and doing like a gig economy kind of thing. Yeah. I really like that idea. I think that's really valuable. And I think that that, um, what you were speaking to before as well about bringing it down to, you know, high school students and even younger than that, opening up companies to, students of any age to being able to do some sort of actual work it's not just you know a a one-day thing it's actually getting a solid understanding of what this career pathway is really like will be the game changer for recruitment but it will also be the game changer of talent within organizations because it will be we actually have people who are truly educated on what our business is and what this role is before they even walk through the door Mm -hmm. yes yeah I think that's that's really exciting and that's where I see a lot of technology companies, you know, it's not just um, I think technology companies are the probably better industry at doing this than, you know, some of the legacy like finance and accounting um, companies, but they're doing some awesome things about bringing recruitment um, and bringing those companies into people's lives every day. Yeah. 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 Cool. It's a fun journey. People are always asking me, you know, what's next for me. And I kind of say like, I'm still learning. I'm still evolving. I'm still not bored. So the idea of like the future of work, I know we sort of, we've spoken about your ideas around like, you know, your, where we see the future of um, recruiting going, but how would you see, how do you think SA, do you think SAP share those ideas around what you see the future of recruitment as, or do they have sort of, bigger or broader ideas like what do you have specific goals or milestones that you're sort of working towards around those really lofty future um future ideas I guess yeah I think that there's already some when I talk to my colleagues in other industries and companies there's some things that we're doing that already seems very futuristic for them for example like we don't you can really work anywhere anytime you you don't have to go necessarily into the office and you work very much cross boundaries and you're kind of your own manager and you're given a lot of um, kind of authority and trust. Um, So I think that we're, we're trying to empower people as much as possible. Yeah. I think with the other, the older generation, you know, starting to, to retire and move on in their careers um, we have to think about kind of backfilling. It's no longer, you know, one for one or as soon as someone's about to leave, we can't just open up a requisition and, you know, just bring someone maybe younger in or someone, you know, with a similar yeah. skill set. We really have to think about where do we need talent and what skills do we need talent to do and what are skills that are obsolete where we need to start upskilling those current employees so then they um, eventually have new careers because um, we're bringing in early yeah. talent to do some really cool things, but we also want to set them up for success in the long run. So I think that's something that I'm, I'm focused on. That's a really important point. I'm sure you would have seen it, but Walmart's doing a lot of work around upskilling their um, their labor force, particularly sort of, you know, the hourly labor force so that they can, when the, you know, with this whole idea of the future of work and how technology is going to be impacting everyone's roles, it's so that, you know, people's roles aren't obsolete. And when you do need to sort of backfill and continue to, um, you know, fulfill and that change those roles, 
people have the necessary skills to be able to respond to whatever business needs arise. Yes, yes. And we have to build our our bench, you know, and I think about what my team is doing is building really the bench of SAP's talent. So we have to ensure that they have the skills, not only what now the managers need, but some of the managers don't even know what role or skills they need. So it's about, you know, really trying to kind of um, build that skill set as they go and journey within our company. I like that idea. I really like that idea of building the bench. I think that that really resonates as to what the future of work will be and how, Mm -hmm. how we're approaching it. So exactly. I want to circle back quickly um, before we wrap up to your career. And I w- would love for you to share some advice to people who are aspiring for a career in human resources, early talent or recruitment, but also people who are looking to transform the way their early talent or recruitment organisations work. What are some sort of wor- words of wisdom you would love to pass on to um, someone trying to do that in their, whether they're starting their career or they're seeking to transform their own organization from the inside out. Yeah, I think one thing that I have um, tried to break away from is kind of my internship experience or what I think is ideal and really listen to our end consumer and hear about their experience and what do they want and to take that data and really make it a reality. Um, I think a lot of our managers also, you know, have kind of, well, back in my day, it was like this, or they, we were lucky enough to even have a job. And so I think that that's something that I really have tried to kind of step away from is my own experience and really thinking about, well, what's the current situation and how can we improve? Um, And not just thinking that we're, we're doing an okay job. I just, you know, incrementally making some improvements. Um, So really, going and asking and analyzing. We do midpoint surveys, beginning of the year surveys, end of year surveys like we do with Qualtrics mm-hmm. now. As part of SAP, you can imagine we do a lot of different uh, sentiment <laughs> analysis, but that's something that we try to do. And then we also try to improve and show why we're doing things. Um, yes. So that's something that has been really important. Um, I try to also sometimes be kind of, you know, the whole undercover boss, which was a TV show here in the States where I will go to different events and, you know, I'll kind of ask people like, without like an SAP shirt on or anything like what have you heard about SAP um have you known anybody work here what are your thoughts on that company and try to get a little bit about like what's the word on the street about us or what is kind of their connotation because that is super telling we can put out some beautiful campaigns and do amazing recruiting marketing but at the end of the day Mm -hmm. I think it's about going to kind of the end consumer and kind of hearing their experience or hearing like, yeah. well, what company really excites you? You know, what yeah. company are you really excited to meet with today? Um, and that yeah. is something that has been really helpful. So I think researching, That's learning, but also getting really close to your students and graduates are so important. That's very, very good advice. And I think for anyone in their career, but especially as you, like human resources, having your ear to the ground and not being afraid to hear that feedback um, and to act on that feedback. Because as you said, so often we think that we get caught up in beautiful campaigns and influences and, you know, flashy events, but you're completely right in that at the end of the day, you need to be understanding what people are actually thinking and feeling about your company and whether that is something that is suited to them. And then that can go and impact whatever your strategies might be. But yeah. it's, it's important that you are taking on that feedback and you're willing to go out and find it. Yeah, because um, our consumers are very vocal and they're going to rate us and they're going to rank yep. us and tell their friends and tell their family and influence, um, you know, future generations. So we have to, we owe it to them to really make improvements. 
Totally, totally. And for someone that, um, from a sort of more career perspective in terms of pursuing a career in early talent or recruitment, I know we spoke about it at the start that you had a different, um, you know, you didn't study human resources or anything like that. But how would you, so let's say I'm a person and I would love to have a career in early talent, don't have any experience. How would you suggest would be the best way for me to go about building that experience and getting my foot in the door in the early talent or uh, careers industry? So one thing that I didn't do and I was very self-conscious about is I never was a recruiter. And so I didn't understand the SLAs, the ATSs. I didn't understand anything, but I was still leading a huge organization of recruiters. So I felt very self-conscious. So I actually had someone on my team who left um, in Ireland and I could have easily backfilled and we did, but I decided I was going to take on their rec load. Now those poor hiring managers were stuck with a very, very junior recruiter, me, but I learned so much and I was humbled and I understood the pain and I understood the joy and it was just so, so important for me. So I think getting as close as possible. So either hire an early talent and understand from a hiring manager perspective what that workflow is, or if you're in HR already, you know, ask if you can sit on a requisition or shadow a recruiter so you can understand all those steps and what's the workflow and what does that experience look like? leading up to it. I learned so much. And that was something I did maybe three years into the role. It took me way too long. I should have done it right in the beginning, but it was humbling and it was really eye-opening. Yeah. I think that's really smart is doing the, doing the grind work and understanding like what, um, what the role really be about so that you are then able to kind of, I guess, um, optimize it and make it better and see how you see how it can be, um, sort of, you know, evolve for the, for the future. I think that's something in any industry that's so important to have an understanding of. Yeah. And you gain empathy too. I think that's really key. Yes. I think that that is really key. And that's something that I know you spoke to earlier is like those soft skills, but everything you've sort of spoken about, whether it's from a recruiting perspective or from a, how SAP views their interns and their early talent or how you view a career in early talent. It really is about empathy and have, trying to have a, a good understanding and a solid understanding of what the people you're talking to and what the people you're recruiting and your customers, what their struggles are and what their problems are and what their successes are. Absolutely. Awesome. So my last question for you is if you could change one thing about the early talent industry, what would you change and why? One thing I'm starting um, as of 2020, and I already gave my team a heads up, so this is not going to be news if they hear this um, on your podcast, (laughs) no giveaways, no swag, no giveaways, no tchotchkes, I am sick of it. There's too much plastic in our world. If we're going to ban straws, yeah. let's plan, let's ban plastic giveaways. And so yeah. we're, we know that that's not going to generate yeah. a good fire for us, but everybody does it. And there's some companies who have started to get away from it, but then still do other stuff, but it's still stuff. And I would like to get rid of all the stuff. And as an industry, we make a pact and it would just help our bottom line it would help the environment and it's just it's freaking annoying so that would be something that we are doing as a company and it's very silly and minor but at the end of the day when we looked at how much carbon we're producing it's it's not good Um, so ultimately as a company we're taking the bold move and we're getting rid of all of it 
I absolutely love that. I'm so about that. I remember when I was at university going to all the careers fairs and you'd end up with 15 tote bags full of random pens and stickers and things that you're just never going to need or want and you just end up throwing it out. I think that is a really great um, move and something that I would very much encourage you to share within, I'm I'm sure you will be, share within your industry so that, um, you know, all of your other competitors and everyone else can follow suit. Yes, I hope so. Yeah, I'm sure, absolutely sure they will. Jen, thank you so much for your time today. Absolutely loved hearing all your insights into early talent, recruitment, and where we see the future of recruitment. Awesome. Thank you for all your time today. Thanks for listening to our Inside Talent podcast. Subscribe to stay updated for our conversations with talent leaders.